Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casinos as well. They never close. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today I have a fun episode for you. But before I begin, a quick word from my sponsor. Today's show is presented by Beachly, who I'm super excited about because I live near the beach and I love the beach style. Beachly is a box of beach-inspired apparel and accessories delivered four times a year. With Beachly, you get six to eight pieces of premium apparel, and proceeds from each box sold funds beach cleanups by Heal the Bay. You choose either quarterly or annual payments for your subscription, and you can also cancel at any time. So go to Beachley's website and use our promo, SKATING, to get $20 off your subscription. Again, use our code SKATING, that's S-K-A-T-I-N-G, at checkout at beach.ly today. Now back to the show. So first off, we have a hot take. This is on boot changes. So everyone looks to top skaters and usually want to copy their equipment for boots and blades, but in reality, everyone has their own individual fit. My advice would be that if you're successful in your current equipment, stick to what works for you. Okay, story time. So one time when I was 13, I came to a local competition and I was late to my warm-up. I got onto the ice with the final minute remaining in that warm-up and only had time to stroke and do some edges before my program started. I was super stressed because I had difficult content with a triple-triple combination, which I didn't get the chance to warm up. I ended up skating the program well and actually landing all of my hard jumps, which I was super excited for. But the one mistake that I made was actually that I fell on a turn in my footwork. Moral of the story is, if you got it, you got it when it comes to the elements, but if you're not disciplined and you miss something, something's bound to happen. So for me, that was the footwork. Okay, topic of the week is on awarding athletes. So here are my thoughts on this. Kids start training from a really early age. And it involves a huge commitment from both their parents as well as financial sacrifice. At a young age, an important level already is the juvenile level, where they compete nationally for the first time. It's a huge deal for kids, coaches, and parents. Of course, every kid has their own time for success, and some kids only win when they're young, an example being at the juvenile level. So I think when they do, they need to feel that it's a huge accomplishment and be rewarded with actual recognition. Now, we really don't know anything about these younger level kids, and they 
just get their medal and disappear. In my opinion, I think we should be having the Federation involve these champions from any level, starting from juvenile in shows. For example, big shows like the Stars on Ice Tour could invite champions to perform in one show when the tour comes through their hometown or anywhere. I bet that all parents would be extremely happy to bring their kid, and the kid would be so happy to participate and really finally feel like a champion, get that recognition with that opportunity. This is something they would remember for the rest of their life, regardless of future results. And it would also be motivating for them and make them want to work even harder to earn it again in the future. That's something that we could do, I feel like, for younger champions. For the senior level, I think the top three, or even the top five, if they all have equal difficult elements, should be treated more equally. I'd give them all more opportunities to participate in shows, fun events, have agents, sponsors. After nationals, I think sponsorships and events should be given to athletes for about six months to give them the reward they deserve for their season and their accomplishments at that time. However, after that six months period is up, I think they're in a new season. They start training for the new season. And at that point, all athletes should be equal with no favoritism or pressure from big expectations. Only then every athlete will work really hard and want to be on top every following year and actually earn their sponsor deals through their hard work in real time rather than previous speculation. Figure skating is such a difficult coordinated sport requiring so much time and commitment. You can't afford breaks or vacations and that's why every athlete has their own story and their own hardship with this particular sport. From that standpoint, nobody is different. Everyone is in the same boat. And I think that's why everyone who has a chance should be rewarded. My technique tip of the day is, so I actually got a question on Instagram about practicing edges and building confidence on edges without the fear of falling. My advice is this, in the US, we have a really great program, Moves in the Field. When you learn from easy to difficult, All edges are super important. You have to feel comfortable in the easy edges before you move on to harder ones. And you need to perfect that, which is the only thing at that point that's going to bring you confidence. I think the biggest problem is when people try to move on to harder moves without proper edges on easier ones because they never really develop the proper technique and skills. So learn step by step and confidence is also built step by step. Now I have some fan questions. Okay. What is a favorite place that you've gone to visit? Hmm. So for skating, my favorite places that I've gone to visit for competition would be France and Italy. So I love European cities. I love the architecture and the culture whenever I'm there. It's just so beautiful. When I was in Italy, I visited... Venice after competing. I competed in Gardena, which was a tiny little ski town. And after that, my family and I went to Verona 
and we went to the Romeo and Juliet area. We went to see the Juliet statue and that was so amazing and magical. I really loved that. And then we went to Venice and Venice was such a unique city and we took the gondola ride. We ate pizza. Like it was just, it was the best time in Italy. So I'd love to go back. And then I also really, really loved France. So I competed at the Grand Prix of France and I was in Grenoble, which was a really cute, again, little uh, ski town. And after that, my mom and my brother and I, we went to Paris. And so we were only there for half a day, but we ran around the city. We actually went up the Eiffel Tower by walking. We actually took my mom by staircase and she was really struggling, which was awesome for me because I kind of got to go, haha, this is the payback for all the pain you've caused me in our off-ice conditioning classes. Uh, but yeah, it was really awesome. When, when we actually got up to the top of the Eiffel Tower, my brother got us champagne and the three of us cheered and it was just, again, such a magical experience. So I really can't wait to go back to Paris and explore it even more. Oh, another fun fact about when I visited Paris was I actually met up with an ice dancer, Louis Taran. I met up with him later in the night in Paris because that's where he's from and he took me to a traditional French restaurant. It was really good and I tried their food and it was just uh, the best. So again, can't wait to go back to Paris. And then for a non-skating place that I've visited that I absolutely adored was actually this year I went on a road trip and I stopped in a lot of different gorgeous places all over the Northwest. And one of my favorite spots was Telluride, Colorado, which is basically little Switzerland. It is gorgeous. And I did a really cool hike that was pretty scary. It was called the Via Ferrata. And basically you are super high up in the air on this mountain and you're strapped in to... A cable and you inch your way across and at some point there's only metal bars bolted into the mountain that you have to stand on and hold on to as you inch your way across and it's honestly pretty scary but I'm super proud that I did it it was an amazing experience okay next question what inspires you most I'm probably most inspired to have intelligent minds around me in a lot of different spheres and build relationships with people that are meaningful and uplifting. An inspiration to me is my parents. Uh, They gave their children many opportunities as we grew up to really develop our talents and for that I'm super grateful and inspired by them. And I'm also inspired by my teachers as I grew up who directed me both with book lessons and life lessons and really opened up my world. And because of them, I want to build off of that and continue to navigate the world in a brave and independent way. Next question. Favorite pizza toppings. I love pizza. I actually was making some pizza earlier this year, which was really fun. And some of the toppings that I like to put on it was arugula, prosciutto and goat cheese on my pizza favorite christmas carol song Ooh, when it comes to carol my favorite carol is away in a manger 
I actually skated to it when I was little for Christmas shows, so I will always love that song. And then in terms of favorite Christmas song, I like the Mariah Carey version of Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. Uh, That song always gets stuck in my head, and I really love it. Do you speak Russian? My mom was talking to my family in Russian always growing up, but my dad is American, and since I attended American school, my native language is English. But I understand Russian really well. It's harder for me to speak Russian, but I can. When I was actually in Russia two years ago, I was able to speak to all of my relatives and family friends in Russian every day, and... As I was there day by day, my Russian got better because I was practicing it a lot. So I'm definitely excited to be able to go back there and continue to develop my skills. How long did it take you to land your double axle? I started learning my double axle when I was nine years old. And I actually started working with Sasha Fedeev in Chicago to learn a skid for my axle. It took me 10 months to land my first double axle at 10 years old. Okay, and now I have a positivity tip for you guys. So, when you have a reward and you have the time to wait for it and actually anticipate it, it makes the reward so much sweeter. This is because... We allow more time to experience the excitement of what's to come, the bliss of when it's here, and the contentment of when it's over. This is opposed to rewards that happen randomly, which are still nice, but they don't have the same impact of anticipation to truly savor the reward when it's there. So, when you have an exciting event or a trip or a competition coming up, appreciate the anticipation of it it will make the climax all that much brighter. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that quick little episode. Please subscribe to my channel, give me a rating, and give me some comments. Tell me what you want to hear. I have some interviews coming up in the following episodes, so stay tuned for that. And keep asking me questions on Instagram. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And follow me on that to stay tuned with all of the latest on my podcast. Keep telling me who you want me to interview, what you want me to talk about, and I can't wait for you guys to hear my episode next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.